What makes the good life the good life? This podcast is on a mission to find out. So join us as we explore the heartland's best and most honest voices. Venture to all four corners of York County, because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. to like subscribe and review our podcast doing this helps grow our podcast and we appreciate the help from our listeners we'd also like to take the time to thank our members um, without these great members we wouldn't be able to do what we do down here at ycdc so we'd like to thank uh, you know great members such as uh, cornerstone bank nebraska public power district jensen lumber york state bank um, corteva agriscience just to name a few uh, great businesses that help support what we do down here if you want to learn more and about those member businesses and see what other members we have. Or if you're interested about being joining as a member, you can learn more at yorkdevco.com. That's yorkdevco.com. And so we'll jump into our interview. On this podcast, we welcome an individual who has made York County their home. Uh, she grew up in Belgrade, Nebraska, but called Central City uh, home for most of her working career. Uh, a life event uh, would move her back to McCool or would move her to McCool Junction in 2016, and she's now making the most out of that move. Pat Wagner now calls McCool Junction home as she has the pleasure to serve the McCool Junction community as a village board member and currently serves as the board chair. So, welcome to the show, Pat. Thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. So, this first segment here is called "What's New." It's kind of a fun little segment I have here to talk about. Um, the new things going on in our world, whether it's something new in our life or new in our um, work or programming or uh, a new product or service or something that just exists in our world. Um, what, the, what I'm going to lead off with is uh, we have a new round of Impact Award nominees that will be uh, coming up here soon. Uh, we will have released uh, the uh, nomination forms when this podcast is coming out. So if you have anyone in the community within um, the last maybe five to seven years who has uh, made kind of an outstanding impact um, in uh, the economic growth of York County. If you feel like they need to be recognized, whether it's a business owner or someone who has uh, uh, done something you know, to, to, to improve the talent in the community or someone who has you know, worked to, to, to work toward housing in York County, um, anyone who's had maybe a positive impact um, in the economic growth of York County, we really want to know about those individuals. So... Um, you can go to the York News Times website and nominate those individuals um, using, a, using a form uh, and, and filling that out. So be on the lookout for that information. So, Pat, what about you? What's something new going on in your world? Well, in my world, I've, uh, I'm working with the, uh, from my old stomping ground, the Boone County Historical Society in Elvin, Nebraska, to celebrate their 50-year anniversary. Um, working with those folks, but in this area, um, I'm just content to work as a viable part of the McCool community. Um, we're excited about the new Junction Pizza that's coming to town. Um, it's in the process of being built, and I understand hopefully ready for serving pizzas by the middle of the end of March. So. I'm real excited. Uh, they're, they're working really hard to get it put up, and, and I can only imagine some of the fun things that will happen this summer um, with their outdoor eating area and uh, 
just some new fun things happening in McCool. Um, real excited to know that we have the wonderful daycare that we have on Main Street in McCool. Not a lot of towns our size have a a daycare that people can take their children to, and um, it's that's a great thing. And I I wish only wish and hope that we can maybe do some expansion or help them do some expansion and growth with that. No, that's going to be yeah, very yeah. exciting. I'm very yes. excited for um, yeah that outdoor patio. From what it looks like, you'll have a pretty large outdoor seating yes. place there. Yes. So that'll yes. be that'll I can be just great. see the street. Lined with golf carts all summer long around there with people coming to have their pizza. So that's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The out of towners who are going to be coming through are going to have to yeah kind of right. look out for those you know, right, golf right carts. for the golf carts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially if they're not. We'll have to have our with orange it. flags up. So. <laughs> Without yes. a doubt. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And so, um, and then yeah, that that childcare. Yeah, that's very important and yeah, phenomenal for a community yes. your size to have. Yes. Um, you know, one one that's. Um, as awesome as the one that I believe is Connor Weezy yes, that, that yes. runs that, and so yeah. And I have yeah. to also mention our our school system at the pool. It's just so great. The, the the kids work so well with different things in the community. They're um, through speech and FFA and um, their sports activities. It's the entire community just embraces the school and and all the kids. It's just like a big family. Speaking of school, yeah, new. I mean, yeah, new leadership too with the new, yes, new yes. superintendent, new and, principal, uh, new high school principal. Yeah, yes, and so yes. uh, yeah, hopefully they can be able to. It's good that Dade's able to uh, kind of you know provide that guidance to that right, new right. new, and then still be able to um, work his role and everything yep. like that. So it's yes. um, working on the legacy that Dr. Cogswell kind of built and yes. everything. So that'll be great. Yeah. So yeah, let's jump into our interview here. Okay. Um, so tell me a little bit. You grew up in looks like rural Belgrade, Nebraska. So tell me a little bit about what life was like, uh, you know, growing up out there. You know, your parents, your siblings, any activities? Um, um, grew up on family farm. Mm-hmm. I was uh, fourth generation to grow up on that farm, so had had a great deal of meaning to me. Um, uh, my parents. Uh, were farmers. My dad was a gunsmith. We had a had a gun shop in our basement, so I grew up with a lot of guns and powder and ammunition right right under us. Could have blew our top off, you know. <laughs> um, grew up working on the farm, helping right, you know, do chores, chickens, cattle, hogs, the the helping in the hay field, those kinds of things. Went to a one room schoolhouse that was on our property when I grew up. Um, from kindergarten through eighth grade, so going to high school was quite a culture shock for a country girl. Quite a bit of a change yeah, from having yes. probably what thirty to fifty people. Um, maybe there were the... our capacity, our largest capacity was twenty two kids. Twenty two from kindergarten through eighth grade. Oh wow! So you go to high school, and, you know, there's several hundred, and it's it was quite a deal. So yes. a little, yeah, a little bit change of pace yes, for you. Yeah, I have one sister, and that's a big part of why I moved to the area. She lives east of McCool Junction. She and her husband and um, her daughter, married, lives just down the road a ways, and, and their son lives on the farm there with them. So that was, I uh, felt I needed to be closer to family, and so that's what brought me to McCool Junction. Without a doubt. Yes. Yeah, that's really, that's really cool. Yeah. And so uh, what kind of activities kept you, uh, did you, uh, kept you busy uh, either... 
through school or on the farm? What, what kind oh, of hobbies um, um, did you kind of enjoy? Played with neighbor kids, rode mm-hmm. bicycles all over. We, you know, we had neighbors to the north of us, to the south of us. So we were, we if we weren't doing what we needed to do to help out at home, we were on our bicycles at the neighbors. Um, our parents rarely knew where we were. No, you know, no phones, nothing like that. We we were home by dark and in the summertime, and that's where it went. So yes, were the phones at the time the uh, 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 party, party lines. lines? Oh yes, 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 yes. that's what it was. Yes. yes, yes. Always, always like to hear the interesting, fun stories yes. of the people, the, the nosy kids. Well, that you, went, we you could know. listen to the neighbors. Um, you could make prank calls. And nobody yeah. knew who you were. No, you can't do that now. There's so. no redial. It was no, just, yeah, no. Yeah. and no, no uh, caller Call ID. ID. Nothing yeah. like that. So yeah, I, I always enjoy those yeah, yeah. those kind of stories. And so, um, what was your kind of plan for after uh, high school? Did you know you wanted to, um, you know, go to like schooling, or did you want to go? For Actually, fight what I wanted to do was go to art school, mm-hmm. and. Um, that would have been in Chicago. Um, it would have cost a great deal of money, and I would, I was, I'd have been a big fish, a little bitty fish in a great big pond. So um, that changed. My folks kind of directed me to, why don't you do the business school thing and see how that goes? And and that was in Grand Island, and uh, I, it worked out fine. As later, when I started working at at the Merritt County Sheriff's Office, those skills became very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I met some folks going to school there at Grand Island that have become lifelong friends. So it, it turned out to be a good thing. And um, I realized I was not as good at art as I thought I was. So it, I, it's probably a, a very good thing that I took the direction I did. And so while you were wor- going to school there, were you, were you doing any working while you were going to the business no, school or no, anything? No, just, uh, just yeah, we had a, had a dormitory we stayed in. That is now a parking lot. Uh, the business school is, um, I believe, also a parking lot now. So um, you know, but that that was a long time ago. Because it was was it downtown near the, the paper? The, the it was right area? on Highway Thirty as you went. Highway town. Thirty. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. My uncle went to the the that business. Okay. It was right. It's well. uh, mm-hmm. it was just east of the um, Episcopal Church um, on Highway Thirty in okay in Grand Island. I think they've. Tore it down. It's a parking lot for the church now. So. Probably, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. probably. Um, and so your um, first uh, job out of the, the business school was working as a meat wrapper. Is yes, that what I've at a, at a, in Fullerton, yeah. Nebraska, yes. at uh, the local custom meat. So was that just plant. you just going back home? And yeah, I just kind of went back place? home trying to find a, you know find some direction for a job and what to do and. Um, that came up, and I worked there for probably a year and a half. Um, got pretty skilled at doing that, and um, learned all kinds of meat cuts. And, I was gonna say, yeah, working yes, in a in a yes. meat locker, I can only imagine. Yeah, the yeah. you know the um, everything you kind of learned. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, and and then, then I went. Uh, I that was more or less a part time job. So uh, I went then got a job in Columbus working in a factory, and. Uh, very quickly discovered that was not going to be my lifelong career move. I, it was shift work. It was some of it outside, some of it inside. It was cold in the winter, hot in the summer, uh, um, just and, and really dirty. I mean, it was just it was 
a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. So sometimes um, you have to do the do those jobs you have to though. Yes. In order to get to the jobs you want yes, to do. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, then an opening came up in a bakery, and I thought, oh, I could, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, turned out I ended up being the baker's helper, so I had to go to work at two thirty in the morning to help make the bread for the morning. For the yeah. morning, because people would come in early, you know, Get by muffins, six o'clock, ba- donuts, yeah, yeah. donuts, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I had worked two days, and the lady who did the uh, did all the donuts, made fried all the donuts on. And all the long johns, fried cinnamon rolls, all of those, don't all that stuff. Um, got mad and quit. So they put me back to doing the donuts. I had never had, never, never once, never ever made a donut in my life. <laughs> I very quickly learned how to make donuts, and that turned out to not be such a bad deal. But um, that also then I I thought I've got to do something different than this. Um, my sister was working as a florist in Central City at the time, and I went to see her. I just popped in to see her after I worked. Anyway, the sheriff's daughter was out for a walk and knew my sister came by and said, hey, if you're looking for a job, um, my dad, the sheriff, is looking to hire people for a uh, 24-hour dispatch. And I thought, well, I'll go. Made an application. Because that was something new at the time, right? Yes, yes, that was brand new. That was in 1974. So prior to that, dispatch wasn't available after like... Well, it was eight, it or... was available, but the sheriff's wife did it oh, okay. in their home attached to the office and the jail. Got it. So I uh, went over and made it, filled out an application and um, got hired. Um, that too was shift work, but it was totally different. Um, every call that came in was new, different. Uh, it was kind of exciting, uh, and uh, I grew to really love it. The sheriff's daughter then went and got married. The sheriff asked if I wanted the daytime job hours that she was working. I jumped at that, and I was there for 40 years. Was it 12 hour or 10 yeah. hours? Eight, eight hour, hour shifts. Still eight yes. hour shifts. So yes. you were working the night shift then? Like, uh, um, or when days? I started. Okay. When I started, yes. Days, nights, whatever. Whatever, Whatever they threw you in. Yes. Yeah. And then when the sheriff's daughter got married, I um, went to permanent went days. Went to permanent days. So that had to be a nice kind it was a, of yes, transition. A, it was a nice transition. <laughs> However, it brought far more responsibilities because I had to do all the all the paperwork, the book work that uh, came along with things that sheriffs do in civil process papers and in warrants and in uh, doing things in the jail and uh, all manner of things like that. So, yes. Was any shift more busy then with calls, or was there the no, same um, amount? Like I would say the evening, easy. like from 3 to 11 or midnight, is actually probably the busiest. Mm-hmm. Um, daytime are, it was just different all the way. But mm-hmm. you never knew what a call was going to be. Mm-hmm. It could be you know, somebody had a cat in a tree. Or, just came to mind. It was cat or tree. the next one could be um, a baby choking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or... Mm-hmm. Um, somebody's house on fire, and we did, it was county wide, so there were five different communities, all of which had their own ambulance, fire department, and the county did the sheriff's op, the local, you know, did mm-hmm. county wide share law enforcement. So it was, we had people all over the place all the time. I couldn't, yeah, I could really imagine, yeah, those, uh, yeah, 
the word for that. I mean, how rewarding it would be at times, and then how also, I mean, how stressful it could be at times, and uh, and everything in between. Uh, sure. Summer storms mm-hmm. uh, would mm-hmm. uh, became uh, pretty intense at different times. So, because uh, you were probably part of the ma- is like the emergency management, yes. like everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that task force to right. keep everything kind of organized yeah. and, and, and everything. And so, yes. um, how did you, how were you able to kind of, uh, so you, did you meet your husband before or after this time period? Um, when, I when met did? my husband, uh, I had been working at the sheriff's office probably 12, 12 years or more, and I met my husband through a mutual friend. He was, he had been divorced, and my friend was widowed. There was a group of folks that widowed and divorced people that got together just to kind of uh, oh, hang out and commiserate with each other, I guess. Well, I mean, you have commonalities. Right, they yeah, had yeah, common yeah, things. Yeah, they yeah. were you have they things were in common alone. with each other. And mm-hmm. uh, a good friend of mine thought my he and I would make a good match, so we started going out, and um, we eventually got married because I was a little skeptical of, of marrying a man with two children, mm-hmm. small children, and but it worked out fine. And then uh, he helped raise his kids, and they're on their own. And so that was kind of good then that you didn't have to balance the uh, you know working the night shift with trying to raise right, a family right, right, and all of that because right. that can be you know kind yes. of stressful yes. you know in, in its own in its own right. Correct. So uh, you know great that yeah you were able to be on days and yeah. and everything. And so what did you enjoy kind of most I guess about working. Um, you know, as a, as a dispatcher, what was kind of something? That... I think the variety, the the not knowing what the next call might be, and being able to help people um, through different areas of training. We, you know, you're able to get someone through doing CPR on the phone, um, and know that they're able to save someone. Um, I think that was one of the the. The most rewarding parts of it, um, training other people to be dispatchers. That you know, that people came in, we'd have turnover of some staff. Uh, some people are well suited for that, and some folks really weren't. So uh, sometimes we'd have a lot of turnover, and sometimes you'd find people that oh, this is a good fit, and they really worked well. You hope they don't leave for something yes, that yes. you know, some better opportunity yes, or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, you raised those kids. You you worked your career there in in, in at Merritt County Dispatch, and then you move. You make your move to McCool. Um, talk talk about your move to McCool. It, it was getting closer to family, right? Yes. Because um, after your husband passed, right? And Correct. Then, um, and, and you wanted to be involved in the McCool uh, community. So why was being involved something that you um, you know, wanted? Why was that very important to you? Well, I guess I I was retired, mm-hmm. and I had time on my hands. Um, I think one way to to embrace a community is to get involved. I uh, I saw there was an opening in for uh, a board member for the community, and I thought I'll just put my name in the hat and. Um, Probably a good thing there was no competition. I'd probably not not gone on the board. I don't know, but, but um, I did, and I I really enjoy that. I enjoy being able to do some things that are, I believe, helpful to the community, 
Um, I'm active in church, active in auxiliary book club. We have a book club that I belong to. So uh, it's a good way to get acquainted with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good way to get acquainted. Um, good way to get to know the town and, and the people. And um, I, I enjoy helping out. I imagine you knew a little bit about the community before you moved there, but what's kind of been something that's maybe kind of surprised you over the last, um, you know, six, five, six years that you've you've lived there? Maybe something that maybe you weren't expecting um, when you moved there that, um, that kind well, of surprised you. Well, it was something you. I was hoping that would happen, and I'm glad it did, that uh, the, everyone in the community has been so welcoming. Um I've I've had neighbors help me do things that, you know that, and I've helped them do stuff. Just you just become a family, a in a bigger sense of the world, and you know a three hundred member family in the whole town. So I, um, that's been a great thing. Something you mentioned, um, you know, in my kind of you know pre-interview was um, your genealogy, and how did you find? Uh, a passion for for that. Where did that come from? <clears throat> well, that came from asking my dad about his family, and him telling me he didn't know much. So I um, decided I want to know more, and I just started doing some, just doing some digging. And um, my mom was kind of a keeper. Uh, I wouldn't say a hoarder, <laughs> but a keeper of of documents and things. Mm-hmm. So that was where I started. And when I first started doing this, there were there wasn't Ancestry or Family Search or the shows on TV to to give you all these the, cheat codes right, that we have all these of, days. All of yeah. these things that were so helpful. It was um, writing letters, doing uh, seeing what a courthouse might have, going to local courthouses and digging through records and things, and and then it's. Uh, Oh, I because they I, could, probably couldn't just scan an email. Oh no, this to no, you no, either. there was no email even yeah, then. Right. So, so you had to physically, uh, yeah, you know, I had to look physically up, go com- and look things up. I uh, then it just became um, kind of the the thrill of the hunt, mm-hmm. so to speak, to be able to find something new and different. Um, and now with the things of ancestry, family search, the the. The, the uh, things that are available via the internet um, have broadened that so much that um, now I I believe it's for me it's a, just a way to honor my family. Um, I've become a member of the Daughters of American Revolution, honoring um, a Revolutionary War ancestor, um, some Civil War ancestors. Ancestors who were early sheriffs in places in Indiana that I have found, and I think having my experience of working in the sheriff's office and then trying to imagine what it would have been like for them, the one in 1824 in Indiana and the other one in the, in the right after the Civil War in, in Illinois, makes me really appreciate what those people did. And so how many generations can you... Can you trace back? Have you been able to, you know, over the years? How, how far back can you um, go? I'm working on a Mayflower application. So wow. Mayflower is 18 or 1620. And I'm also working on a Jamestown um, application for the Jamestown Society. And that's 1607 in Virginia. I've also crossed the pond to 
um, Ireland, England, Scotland, and Germany. Um, so, so what, is that like what six, seven, eight? Uh, that, um, Mayflower is nine to ten. Nine to ten. And Jamestown is twelve. Wow. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yes. That's really cool. And then, how did you? How do you decide like where up on the tree to kind of go? Do you foot like? Do you do you do mom and dad and I then do, do yeah. mom and dad and then do mom and dad like yeah. all the it's way spread out uh, all over the place? Yes. Wow. Yes. So yeah, I bet you can trace like where where do you trace back then to like back in Ireland? You said or? Ireland, England, um, the the British Isles. I, I have lots of ancestry there, and then Germany. And I've not done a lot of research on the German stuff because I can't read or speak German. Right. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> a lot of work there. Yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, and so then, um, how did your family, I guess, arrive to uh, Nebraska over the, because you did four mm-hmm. generations right there in in, in Belgrade? Yes. Been, so, how did that family get to that? Um, that family was Virginia, mm-hmm. to Indiana, to Illinois, to Saunders County, Nebraska, and then to Nance County. That's pretty cool. Because yes. I've been watching the 1883 lately oh, yes. on, yes. on, on Paramount yes. or whatever. And it's been kind of interesting watching, you know, yeah. how physically, you know, yes. demanding a lot of these, yes. you know, um, Europeans didn't kind of realize how... They had no idea. Yeah, and I How the crossing I, would be. Well, when you think about the rivers and the, uh, the open prairie and the things that they would have encountered, uh, the Native Americans... The animals they would have encountered, mm-hmm. the the uh, just crossing rivers and streams that we know in the springtime, you know, can get really out of control. And and you know, depending on the day, it could yes. be you know rise and fall. Yeah, right, I mean, right. One day you mud. Can, you go to sleep, and then next thing you know, you can't pass the river, right. and yeah, mud and heat and I could only imagine rattlesnakes and the heat. Just, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, and then. No way to properly store food or water. I mean, it would have, it would have been, we're, we're such wusses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to describe it, we that, really that, are. That's something that, yeah, I have a hard time. Like, I, I look on this, I'm like, oh, I probably could have. No, there's no. no way I could have done <laughs> no. that. There's no way I would have no. turned around and stayed yeah. in whatever big city. And there's right. no way and I would And what they been. left. Yeah. You know, most of these folks left frame homes and things that were established to move on to um, my one of my Civil War ancestors who homesteaded in Boone County left, you know, they came because they got the free land as part of their Civil War service. So that was a big deal to be able to have ground of your own, even though it was virgin native prairie, that you'd have to live in a dugout because that's exactly what they did for couple of years they lived in a dugout because there was no yeah you're in a prairie there's no right. wood there you're They'd not building gone, anything they traveled to they'd have to go by wagon to columbus to get lumber that had gotten shot that would have been shipped in from nebraska city or omaha to columbus so it was just a lot of days they'd be gone days trying to get lumber to build a house mm-hmm. and then you hope that they have enough so yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do it all. Yeah, yeah. I could only imagine that. Yeah, that that that. And so, um, 
Yeah, and so this genealogy, um, you, you've mentioned you're, you're part of a lot of societies. What, I guess, kind of has kind of kept you, uh, you mentioned the thrill of the hunt, um, but I guess kind of maybe what are some other reasons that maybe you enjoy these kind of, um, this search back? I think in, now, at, at this point, is being able to honor those ancestors by, mm -hmm. through hereditary societies and organizations. I just, and um, I think that's the biggest thing for me, is being able to, to find out who they are and learn more about them and honor them in some way. It's really cool, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to, yeah, check out your book whenever I can <laughs> kind of get it, whenever you get okay. finished with that, yeah. Yes. Cool, so we'll jump into kind of some rapid-fire questions okay. that I have here, uh, just kind of some fun questions okay. here to round out. Um, what's a favorite smell that you have? Something that uh, I'd say um, fresh baked bread. Oh, that's a good smell. Yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, I was just uh, um, we get all these memory things now yes. on all these devices. Right. So I just got a picture from a couple of years ago when I baked bread for the very first yeah. time. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That, that's really cool. Uh, what's a favorite season that you fall. have? Fall. What about fall? I just I like the the trees turning the. Oh, everything just kind of settling down. Harvest, I, I like to uh, participate, if I can, helping with harvest. If it's nothing more than taking lunch to the field and, and riding a ram or two in the combine, watching the grain come in, and it's just a fun season. And so you're a big traveler, right? That's what I've kind of learned. And so um, have you been ever been up to Maine like in I've the fall? I've not been to Maine oh. in the fall. I, I, oh. I want to go there. You, yeah, you need to. Um, yes. I had a chance. I was lucky enough to be up there from August to November. Okay. Um, for work at that time, and yeah, it was. It well, was I have awesome. been in, uh, in Pennsylvania in the fall with the trees. Similar, yeah, yeah. gorgeous, uh, so gorgeous, Just, yeah, yeah. It can't even describe how pretty they are. Yeah, and if you're any sort, you know, enjoying the outdoors, I mean. Yeah, up there in Maine, I mean, it's just a outdoorsman's paradise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's rivers everywhere. It's incredible. Moose. You have to, yeah. Did you see moose? Uh, I never saw one, like, or anything like that, yeah. no. But I did see some, like, black bears and, and deers oh, sure, and things sure. like that yeah. Yeah, yeah. when we went to the parks. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite way to kind of spend a day off? You know, what, um, what um, time? Well, either with the grandkids or the great nieces. It's just fun to spend a day with them. Doing something fun. Is there an activity that you guys like to do, like maybe um, every year or something? I like to take them to out to Lexington. There's a like this time of year. There's a place out there, a power plant, and the eagles gather uh, mm -hmm. so that they can get the fresh water out of the river um, because the lake's all iced over, and you can watch the eagles. I love to do that. So, that yeah. would be a lot of fun. Yeah. That would be a good time. Uh, what's a favorite favorite restaurant uh, here in York County? Uh, well, it's a draw between Carrie's or Chances are. It's pretty tough to beat either one of them. So yes. definitely, yeah, yes. that, that Carrie's is. Yeah. I'd be in there every day. I feel like if I lived down there. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, what's a favorite memory um, that you have here in York County over your um, you know last few years here? Well, I'm still making them. Um, I think um, just spending time with family. That's really good that you, yeah, been able to, um, the McCool was the place that, yeah, had that, you know, close family. Yeah. Um, so you, this is kind of a fun one. You receive uh, $6,000 to do whatever you want with. Um, what would you kind of, what would you do with that, that money? Well, now that I know I have the ancestors I do in Pennsylvania and uh, Virginia and Vermont in that area, 
I'd take that and and I'd be on a run that way to do the research and just spend the whole time. Up yeah, there. I would. Yep. It is really that was something you know. It's crazy how you know think of how old America is until yes. you get back up into that New England, you know, you know area because um, everything's so new. There's not really you know old buildings right. really here in the in the plains or anything. You know, we're just now maybe getting into that time period where we have older buildings, buildings that are 100, 200 years old. I mean, they've had 100, 200 year old buildings since we've had buildings being built, you know. Um, You know, it's kind of cool to see their history. Favorite show I like to watch on one of those um, DIY channels, it's uh, Stonehouse Revival. It's a guy in Pennsylvania who um, brings out the stone uh, works in some of these old, old homes that are been here since the 1650s, 1600s, before yeah. the Revolutionary mm-hmm. War. I watched some of that. And go, oh wow, that's that's so cool. It is. I mean, those old the, buildings. How those houses have been preserved and how he brings out the character of those homes. So, yes. Yeah, it's really cool that yeah people yeah, yeah care that much about that, those types of histories. We need that. We need yes. to keep that. We need to preserve yes. that. Yes. Um, and everything. What's a favorite uh, candy or candy bar? Something Heath that. Bar. Heath Bar. Yep. Was that something that you got as a kid all no, the time? No, just, I, just, I just like them. I like the chocolate and then the toffee, the hard toffee, the kind of bite off and chew on. It's good. Now I know what I need to bring down when I need to bribe. <laughs> bribe, yeah. Okay. okay. Got that in mind. Uh, okay. What's a, a favorite county or local event? Something that you've maybe, um, oh, something you enjoy. Oh, county fair. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Watching, the, uh, watching the great nieces with their uh, livestock at the county oh, so fair. So they do 4-H? They stay oh, yes. in that? Cattle, sheep. Chickens, rabbits, the whole works. So, so they, did they do the bottle feeding then? They, oh, yes, yep, yes, yeah. yes. That was always yes. yeah, good time, fun yes. to see. Cool. And so this um, last segment here is kind of a fun segment. Um, just talking about, you know, the good in our lives. You know, it's kind of sometimes it can be a little doom and gloom, you know, with the world and everything that's going on. So this is just kind of, you know, uh, talk about the fun things going on. Um, for me, um, it's hockey season. I'm a big fan of hockey. It's it started like a couple months ago, um, but they're just now really getting into the swing of things. They're about halfway through the season. Um, I'm gonna gonna be going to some Lincoln Stars games here soon, and so I'm really excited about uh, hockey. It's something that um, I really wish I could have done it growing up. You know, I really enjoyed the sport as I've uh, become an adult and kind of gotten to uh, enjoy the uh, the sport that what it is, and so. Um, it's always really fun for me, you know, this time of year to kind of get to go to a hockey game. So what about you? What's something kind of, uh, you know, good going on in your life? Oh, gosh. Um, again, just spending time with family. Uh, that's We just had the holidays. So, I mean, yes. did you have a good, yes, good time with good them? Yes, good Christmas. Uh, spent time with uh, my sister and her family and then with my daughter and her family. Had had good time with those. Um I think going to some of the sporting events for the grandkids, uh, grandsons out for wrestling, um, granddaughters good. out for basketball, um, great nieces are out. One or two of them are out for um, basketball, and then they do some cattle shows in the winter time too. They travel to Grand Island, Norfolk, and places, and so uh, warming a bleacher at <laughs> those kinds of events. <laughs> Definitely, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always fun. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate you coming down t- uh, today, Pat, and uh, just spending some time with me. I appreciate everything you do for uh, the community and everything like that. So I uh, just want to thank you. Uh, and then we also want to thank uh, our members again, 
uh, for supporting YCDC and everything we do here. So uh, Green Realty and Auction, Perennial Power District, uh, Corteva AgriScience, um, Max Country 1049 and Cool 1035, um, and then Cornerstone Bank. And so uh, we appreciate everything these members do uh, in helping support um, the growth of York County and um, helping um, support our programs. So Pat, I'll let you kind of close out the show however. Um, you can, um, if you have a quote or some words of wisdom, uh, or if there's an upcoming event that you want to plug for McCool, um, I'll let you kind of close out the show uh, however you like. Well, I don't have any particular quote. Um, I, I'm just very appreciative to be a part of York County and the McCool community. Um, and I guess if I were going to plug something, it's the Evening with the Stars event that the School and Community Foundation in McCool puts on. And I think it will be March 26th this year. So get your tickets and have a good meal and join us for some fun stuff to support the school and community. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. This is 17 County, a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thank you.